Your personal brand starts with your appearance, and what you wear says everything about you to others. You've heard a dress for the job you want? Well, we're talking to fashion experts on creating an authentic look to attract the life you want on the Style Interpretive Podcast. How you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce. Welcome to the Style Interpreted Podcast. Today I'm joined by Teresa Washington, founder at Style Room 326. Teresa, thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm Teresa Washington. I'm the CEO and founder of Style Room 326. And what we do is we offer wholesale and retail purchasing and shopping for um, just regular customers as well as um, boutique business owners. Um, I've been in the fashion and retail industry for about a little over 15 years now and uh, absolutely love all things fashion, beauty, and style. And so um, we're looking forward to, I'm looking forward to this podcast here and uh, hopefully inspiring all you women with all the fashion, beauty, and style tips and tricks man i I don't i don't even think that's where we're gonna start because as much as it is you have quite the story young lady you are just an inspiration with your life i mean forget the fashion part first i mean that's important (laughs) right that's why we're here but yeah the story behind the fashion is really um it's captivating right and and for you it starts in ohio right oh yeah i'm a dayton ohio native um of course i went to high school there grew up in dayton ohio um that's where my old stumping grounds are in Dayton, Ohio. Um, but spent the majority of my teen years there up to my mid-teens. And then moved to Cincinnati, Ohio, and um, started my family there in Cincinnati, um, of course, with the schooling and all that. But um, that's where I got my start at, is in yeah. Cincinnati, Ohio. First and taste of entrepreneurship. Yeah, that's where you started your first boutique. Right? Yes. Yeah. Now, yes. Prior to that, though, you were a very young mom. So it's not like, you know, you're just telling the story and like any other. You were, you graduated high school pregnant with your second child. Absolutely. So it's yes. not when young mom, you were a young mom. Yes. And, and as you put it, you were headed down not so good of a path, right? A path of self-destruction. And to be where you're at today, I think it's just incredibly inspirational. But that, the, the, that's where I, you know, I, I'm just in awe of what you just told me like that's incredible yeah, you know yeah that that's my story wow. and um again graduated high school my senior year uh six months pregnant with my second child wow. so again headed down a road of destruction and and it wasn't a good road and you know as time went on and i really had an opportunity to evaluate my life with the help of uh, my mom and my grandmother and just kind of pouring into me and hey, telling me you need to make better choices. Um, that's when I decided I need to make better choices, not only for <laughs> myself, but for these two little people that were dependent upon me, Yeah, you know? And so, um, as my grandmother said, if your decisions are going to affect those two little people. And that that really always stuck with me. And that is what really motivated me and inspired me to want more and to do more for those two little people that were dependent upon me. That's, it's just so incredible to, for you to be sitting here with all this success and just, I mean, no one would ever assume that. I'm sure people don't, right? They no don't. one, yeah, they, they have no idea what people have been through. And here you are with this incredible story. So as, as you've kind of gone on this journey, and I'm excited to you know jump into like what you've done so far. Sure. But yeah, just, just take me through what had to happen for you to get to that point of 
not looking back? Because it seems like you just didn't look back at that point. It's like you made a decision and that was it. Yeah, I, I made a decision and I knew what I wanted and I said, hey, I'm going for it. Because again, it was the um, those two little people, my children, and and I, I was I just refused to let them down. Not only let myself down, but these two innocent human beings that hasn't even had an opportunity at life yet. Yeah. And so it was my job as a mother um, to make sure that they had a great opportunity at life. Yeah. And I know if I didn't do it, who else would do it for them? For sure. Yeah. So of all the things, you were drawn to fashion, you were drawn to the, you know, the fashion industry. What about it um, did you love, do you love, that's kept you in it for so long? Oh, gosh. The part that I love about it, and I love the clothing, um, but the most important piece of fashion, beauty, and style is being able to help other women and I'm a wardrobe stylist and an image expert so I've had an opportunity to work with women from all walks of life in um, improving their image um, updating their wardrobe but again I always emphasize that it starts from within and so whatever is on the inside will always manifest on the outside. 100%. And so, for example, if there's no confidence or uh, your self-esteem isn't there, then it, it'll show up. You'll be able to see that. So there's no amount of clothing, makeup, or whatever you can put on to cover that up. Mm-hmm. And so I always, again, emphasize it has to come from within. Let's get the inside together first, and then we'll work on the outside. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, not usually the approach you hear in fashion, right? Yes. The opposite. It's, it's so, and it's so important. No, absolutely. So how do you, how do you navigate that philosophy, that belief that in a world where it's not that, right? In, in fashion or beauty, it's always that you're not enough in a sense that you have to incorporate these things into your life to be whole. And here you're saying... We can't even start that until yeah. we fix what's going on inside. Yeah. And so the way that I do that, when they're, when we're having our consultation, me and the, the um, my client, then, of course, we sit down and we go over and we talk about things that, uh, personal things. Hey, why is it that you want uh, a makeover? What are you looking for? You know, let's talk about your self-esteem. Let's talk about if you've suffered with any type of self-esteem problems in the past. What are you going through in your life? Let's lay all that out on the table first. You know, so I've heard a lot of why, you know, I want this makeover or why I want a new wardrobe. I've heard so many stories um, of why they want to move in that direction. And so if I hear something that is kind of, you know, not in the direction we're headed, you're just looking for, you know, maybe to get a wardrobe makeover just because you want to feel good about yourself or, you know, I just want to feel good temporary, but we're looking for that permanent feeling good about yourself. And again, it's from the inside. So I try to pull out. People use retail therapy. I mean, they're they're not buying because it makes them feel good in that moment, but they're not even wearing the stuff. Yes. Right. So yeah, they end up just being pieces in the closet sitting. Yep. Yep. (laughs) So then, I mean, I, I would assume that at that, your your retention is probably a lot higher because you're you're connecting with these women in in a deep way, right? Um, but are, are there are you in in? I mean, maybe it's a good thing, right? But are you also kind of filtering those that that don't go down that path, right? Are, are people who are like, you know, nah, just give me clothes, or I just I'd rather go here. 
and and that's not what it seems like you're looking for in a client either, right? That that's correct. Yeah, because um, there's there's all parts of, especially women. Yeah. You know, we 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 hate our certain parts of our bodies. Oh, my stomach! Uh, this piece won't look good. And so if I see that there's a complaint about a certain area of the body, hey, let's fix that. Let's let's here's a piece of uh, you know like. Uh, undergarments that you can put on to fix that and it'll it'll help that area but my ultimate goal is to always make sure that they're embracing you know their flaws you know because we can pick ourselves apart very easily but how about we embrace them you know and learn to love those parts of our body if not then we need to figure out a resolution Mm -hmm. i I believe in problem resolution well what are we going to do to fix that then we can talk about the same problem all day long, but what's the resolution? For sure, you know. For sure. So yeah. And then talk to me a little bit about the the, um, I guess the approach to your fashion because it's like wearing art, right? It's <laughs> yeah, not, it is. You're not just going to Target and pulling something off the shelf, and you're going to a different city, and someone else is wearing the same thing. You're limiting your pieces. Yes, very limited. Um, I have four brands that I have created and designed on my own, and wow. uh, very proud of that. Like, I have no uh, no degree in fashion design. I didn't go to a big fashion uh, university, and so all of this is just basically, I, I don't want to say self-taught, but it's all God-given. Yeah. You know, my, the talents and the gifts are all God-given, but yeah, um, again, four in-house brands, we sell to different we sell retail and we'll sell wholesale, but we only produce so many pieces to keep it exclusive. And it's no more than 50 pieces. And we never wow. duplicate the same piece over again. Wow. So once that piece is sold out, that's it. We're, we're not going to reproduce it. When did you come up with that model? Was was it always like that? or, or? No, it was never like that. Like I said, I started a boutique. So I right. was just basically, you know, selling one piece of this, but I wanted something bigger. And not you know? your own, I'm assuming. No, okay. not my own at that at that moment. Um, I I wanted more of an experience um, for my customer. I always felt like when I owned the boutique, you know, these women are just coming in here, they're buying and they're leaving out, and nothing else is happening here. Mm. I, I felt like it was uh, it was not enough of an experience kind of a, a missed opportunity yeah it was a missed opportunity and so that's when i you know kind of changed things around and i opened up a showroom and style room 326 showroom and that's where we had our in-house fashion shows you can come in shop you can come in and get wardrobe styling we had in-house makeup artists everything Models. was like a one-stop shop yeah. yeah and so we didn't want the woman to leave without um, you know, having an opportunity to experience, oh, I need my makeup done. I'm going out tonight, so I'm going to buy a dress, and I get my makeup done here. They didn't have to leave there and go other places. And so I wanted that whole experience. I mean, we even offered in-house workshops, meaning that we we had um, experts come in, brought experts. If you, as a woman, a lot of women, 80% don't know their real yeah, bra side. Right. And so that's an area where new women struggle. So we would have an expert come in and, you know, have these women get fitted for the correct bra size. It's, it's life-changing. I've seen it. Like with, yeah. with People were wearing the wrong thing and they're uncomfortable yeah, and they don't even I know was it. There. Right? Yeah. That was me walking really? around in a B cup and wore a C. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, I, I, like I said, I wanted women to have an experience. And sometimes... 
women are kind of ashamed to say, hey, I don't know this, or what's the proper undergarment to wear if I wear this type of dress or these type of pants? What should I wear? And so I was always able to give that not only experience, but educate, you know, women on certain things, because a lot of women, they don't know. And I learned that later on, you know, as I became more involved with wardrobe styling, they don't know. It's just a fact of not knowing. They don't know their body type. They don't know their measurements and those things. They just some people walk in a store and see a mannequin and say, "Just give me everything off the mannequin." I mean, that's and you're not gonna get the same look. No, no, (laughs) because the mannequins are a size two and six three, and so you know a lot of women shop that way. You know. Wow, I mean, and and just I think culturally too, we just don't ask for help, right? We don't. That's that's what I'm hearing. We don't. Yeah. Yeah. And and our in-house fashion shows, another thing, when when we offered those, they were see now, buy now fashion shows. Mm. So our models, I made sure were models that we could relate to as women. You know, you see a piece on a full figured model and your body type may be fuller figured or you may be a little thinner. And and here's the model that looks like me. So that piece is going to pretty much look similar on yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. And so um, our fashion shows, that's what they were all about. Now, you know? was, was that um, at your boutique in Lakeview when you had the showroom? Yeah, that was nice. in our showroom. We would host um, See Now, Buy Now fashion shows. So whatever you saw on the runway, you had an opportunity to purchase it. For sure. Yeah. Now, I, I granted you were in Cincinnati in the Midwest still, Chicago. Yeah. But what, what do you notice in terms of fashion, how it relates to the different areas? Like, are you catering to a more Midwest uh, culture or are you, um, is it more Chicago or is it like, are, or is it just people? Like, what is kind of going through that thought process of, one, how you design, but also the, the pieces that you they include in, in your boutique and now your showroom? You know, to be totally honest, and what I've really kept an eye on is the the type of women that are purchasing from me. And they seem to all be from, I don't want to say the Midwest, but they, they do. They seem to be from um, Cincinnati. And because I had that following, yeah, yeah. you know, from the boutique, uh, you know, the customers and they kind of followed me wherever I went. Right. And so I've had this, which is a good thing, same customers for quite a while. And, of course, word of mouth, they would tell their friends and tell their friends. So it's pretty much me and Wes, I would say, yeah. you know. So and, and you had mentioned, too, that the, the way that you, your intentions behind it was that, one, upscale and professional, but also to have these transitional pieces, right? To sure. Now it's it's kind of an introduction into the brand and kind of easing you away, but you don't have to go all out and replace everything. Exactly. Just, yeah, take me to just have like the, the strategy or the mindset behind how you created it. Because I thought it was really interesting how intentional you were about that. Well, um, I always, I love the word timeless, yeah, which yeah, means yeah. that it, you, it never goes out of style. No. Always in style. And so... Um, I always think about the five staple pieces that a woman should have in her closet. And, of course, the little black dress and a black blazer are two pieces that I will never, ever 
leave home without. Nice, I mean, in my nice. car, I keep a little black no dress. Yeah, oh, I do. I do. Never and know. just in case, hey, there's a meeting or, hey, let's go grab a cocktail. Whatever. You know, I can throw my blazer on with my jeans, with my shorts and my pumps and I'm good to go. You know, you. Um, but again, timeless. That word has always stuck with me. Mm-hmm. And we make sure our pieces, especially when I'm creating and designing, then I definitely focus on timeless classic pieces again that a woman can transition she can pair that piece up with maybe four or five outfits Mm. you know off of one blazer or one skirt you got 10 different ways you can wear this thing right and so that cuts out all the unnecessary shopping and just buying pieces and you know i've went into women's closets and i'm like you know what you got 10 outfits here with this one blazer. You don't have to keep buying, you know. And um, I love to do that. I do. I love to put pieces together, looks. I I just truly enjoy all that. I bet you get a lot of interesting conversations out of that. Oh, Because when, when, you're right, though. You don't need all these pieces. And most of the time, people don't even wear them because they're they so, don't. like, for one, they're so specific for a thing, right? Exactly. That you end up probably clearing out a lot of space for that. Yeah, oh yeah. I can't imagine yeah. the conversations that happen yeah. because of that. Now, with that and the following that you mentioned, like what has that community looked like for you? That now you're in a 7,000 square foot uh, showroom, right? Well, uh, it's a warehouse, a warehouse. now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Same uh, difference. <laughs> yeah, it, it, you can make it whatever you want when you have oh, that much yeah. space, right? Yeah. But yeah, so, so like not only moving and, and growing, but also as you grow with that community around you and, and that you know, are really gravitating towards you as a lifestyle more than just a brand, right? Uh, clothing. Mm-hmm. How have you cultivated that and continue to grow that today? Well, you know, I always look to look in terms now. I work smarter, not harder. For sure, for sure. <laughs> and so um, with the warehouse, of course, we're not open Monday through Friday or like we were at our showroom or the boutique. Um, we are open on Wednesdays for our wholesale buyers only, by appointment only. Um, we have special events where you can come in and you can shop as a retail buyer. Mm. But other than that, everything is just basically, um, like I said, working smarter, not harder. Yeah. Um, now, is everything is mostly online then as far as people buying? Yes, we, we do have uh, online um, availability and our wholesale buyers, that's where they go sign up. And we have... Uh, over 350 stores now that we're servicing. Wow, congratulations. Yeah, yeah. so um, it's been really great, the transition. I've been on both the wholesale and the retail side. So I've been a buyer. I've traveled, yeah. you know, when I own my boutique and I pick pieces out. And so I know the pain points of the boutique owner. I know, um, you know, I know the, the boutique business. Yeah. And so when I uh, get these new stores and they're like, Oh, this is my problem. And I've been there. I know. And so we have definitely for our wholesale uh, warehouse taken those pain points and we have made sure that we we don't go down that road. Mm -hmm. And so there's no responding a week later to an email. 24 hours, you have to respond to the customer. Problem, solution. Um, Our reps, I have trained them that they are decision makers. You don't have to be passed around to 10 different departments to get a a problem solved. And so um, I made sure they're in a position where they can make decisions right then and there. 
That's awesome. Yeah. And and obviously, you know, we we've, we skipped ahead to the end, right? Here you are. But the, the things that you had to overcome along the way where thinking back to graduating high school to where you are now, right? Sure. Um, though you mentioned when we were talking offline a little bit about overcoming the fear of what if, right? And, and just sure. how that seemed to be part of your rhetoric or your, you know, your inner dialogue, but that obviously you've overcome some of those. What advice would you give you know, to, to women who are pursuing maybe a career or a business within fashion, um, but really just anyone, right, that, that identifies with that story or that struggle that wants more for themselves sure. and finds themselves in that place? What advice would you give to overcome, you know, whether it be what if or something else? Um, the advice that I truly would give is to go for it. You know, um, as you mentioned, the what ifs and, and the what ifs and also the comfort zone. When you're in a comfort zone, nothing great ever happens in a comfort zone. You get comfortable and some people stay there. And so I call it standing in your own way. You have to get out of your own way sometimes. You have to be okay being uncomfortable, you know, and and so a lot of people aren't okay with being uncomfortable. They love that comfortable feeling. But for me, when I be, feel uncomfortable, I know that I'm on the right road because I'm uncomfortable. It's making me, you know, have to kind of shift a little bit and do a little more thinking. And, you know, and so, again, my advice is to go for it. Throw out the what ifs, <laughs> you know, what if you never try? You know, I love that, and, yeah. and you're right though. As 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 you're uncomfortable, it creates an awareness of, yeah. of that uncomfortability for you. And you yeah. become present a little more, right? So it's so true. Because when you're comfortable, <laughs> man, you can be so distracted and just not in the in the moment, right? And exactly. So with that, what does uh, you know the, the the vision for the future look like? What are some of the hopes, dreams, goals that you have for uh, you, your brand? You know, um, right now I do have a lot on my plate. And um, my nonprofit was kind of put on the back burner. I have a nonprofit for teen girls, and um, I love giving back. So, f- ladies' night out with a purpose. And I, okay. I people are like, you do that too? It's just so, <laughs> but it's a it's a woman event, and we started twelve years ago. And so, uh, twenty twenty was our tenth annual supposedly celebration. Wow. It was a gala. Of course, COVID reared its ugly head, so we weren't able to celebrate that. But it's basically an event that I created where um, women come together. We celebrate, uplift, and inspire all while giving back to um, nonprofit organizations that are geared towards helping women. And so we've traveled to Dallas, Atlanta, Chicago, uh, Cincinnati, and we have given back to over maybe 25, 30 nonprofit organizations, both monetary and just regular donations, but it is an amazing event wow. um, that I absolutely love. So we're going to host our 10th annual gala, hopefully in 2023. That'll be last year for me doing uh, Ladies Night Out with a Purpose. And then I'm going to dive um, full-fledged into my nonprofit, Pure Orchids, for teen girls, serving wow. underdeserved teen girls. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Incredible. Well, very exciting, you know, on every aspect of it. And I can just see how you've turned this incredible story into one that impacts others in, in the most positive of ways. And so I want to thank you for coming in, sharing your story. Absolutely. And just being that source of inspiration. Absolutely. Thank you for having me.